Blog Talk Radio. It's the Tim and Tom Show on the Wide Men Radio Network, blogtalkradio.com slash wide men can't jump. The Tim and Tom Show is a unique look from two guys who have lived life to the fullest and now are looking back at the celebrities, news stories, and other things in a changing world and giving you their honest reactions. The Tim and Tom Show is brought to you by the law offices of Stephen P. New of newlawoffice.com. Also brought to you by Makeup Kennedy at facebook.com slash makeupkennedy. And brought to you by wowfreecam.com. It is available anywhere and everywhere you find podcasts. And now we go to your host of the Tim and Tom Show. Here's TR and Tim. Take it away. Well, we're back. I bet you never expected to hear that opening again. We have returned. And we hail the master, the legend, the king of Clifton Heights, this palatial palace. I'm not sure where he's at these days because you know the rich, they move around a lot. It's the return of the one and the only Tom Robinson. Tom, what's happening? Yes, sir, Tom Robinson, T.R. Shock. Uh, what else did I go by? Um, selling? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, a man of many names who's worn many hats is back to talk much shit. The artist formerly known as Prince? The artist formerly known as the symbol that he took afterward that I, I still go by, which I don't know that what the fuck it was. That was even crazier. All because all he got in a fight with a record company, but anyway. So, um, as we uh, make our way through the great fucking pandemic of 2020, or the great hoax, as many are calling it, or the great fuck-up, as lots of us are calling it up here, because nobody knows what the hell is going on. Um, where's, where's the I would call it the great... Days? I'm sorry, I didn't. I didn't mean to cut you off on the last. No, that's all right. Uh, I would call it the Great Murder Hornet. Um, anyway, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I am. Uh, you know, I've always, I've always been classified an essential worker. Um, to uh, make a line uh, a little more identifiable that I've used before on myself. I have the immune system of Freddie Mercury. So uh, a frontline worker dealing with things, uh, I don't want to get too specific what I do. You know how many weirdos like listen mm-hmm. and all, they all of a sudden have my uh, password to Twitter and make their own goddamn uh, characters of me and shit like that. So I don't want to get too much. If If they look hard enough, they'll find it. But... I deal with stuff all over the world. I deal deal with personal interactions daily. And as I stated, I have the immune system of Freddie Mercury. Now, I don't want to call it a hoax because it is real. um, But I also am sick to my stomach at the still paranoia of, of a great majority of people due to their constantly plugging in their television, listening to every word, whether it be CNN or CNBC or even Fox News. It doesn't matter. I mean, of course, the Fox and 
CNN thing is usually liberal and uh, one's liberal and one's conservative and one's Republican and one's Democrat, but the world has shut down from something that's less less lethal than the common flu. More lethal than the common cold, I suppose, but around that ballpark. If you have fucked up lungs, don't go out. Quarantine. Actually, I should I should amend this. Don't take my advice. Just think about what I say and make your own decision because there'll be that one straggler, and we got like 72 countries or some shit the last I checked with you and Nate in my hiatus that'll be in Bangladesh and listen to Tom Robinson and then come down with it and get his lungs all filled the fuck up. But basically... It is a atrocity, and I'm going through something personally that's making me have this venom because I have an 84-year-old mother who does not have much in the way of pre-existing conditions, and my family's basically got her in prison, um, other parts of my family. Uh, I want to bring her here, let her enjoy herself a little bit. I mean, she's having some other symptoms that have nothing to do with uh, – COVID-19, and, uh, you know, uh, she's older. I I don't want to be locked away from my mom. I might go up there and just break her out like I'm doing a prison break because, you know, there's not a lot of things open she likes. She used to like bingo and casinos and so forth, and they're not going to be open for a while, but uh, that's my best friend, you know what I mean, and family or no family, they're not keeping me away from my mom because I want her to have a little enjoyment. Uh, so sorry. Personal no, 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 it's all good. Um, uh, I, I, my big problem with it is, is it's all the conflicting information slash opinion. When yeah. I think when you really, when I get right down to it, I don't know that anybody has a fucking clue. It's kind of no. I mean, we, to a, yeah, to a degree, I'm with you. Yeah, it seems like it's kind of you know the. The first it was, well, don't wear a mask at all. Then it was, well, you know, it's okay if you do. Now it's demanding you do. And, you know, after a while, it's, I, I know it's different for, or at least I think it's different for, for you Americans because you guys have got a different take on the whole government and the freedom and all that stuff than we do up here. But we're just getting tired of being told one thing, then you turn the TV on or the radio or whatever, which, as you said, is probably a bad move. And you see them yeah. doing something. Yeah, then you see them doing something different. And then you see that the people who were just telling you, you know, you, you, you know, we've all got to sacrifice. Uh, don't travel. And then the our prime minister fucking travels. And it's like. You know, but then your brain goes, you know, well, what is this bullshit? I mean, I, I think it comes down to the, the same old bullshit, the middle class average person gets screwed yet again. You know, the rich people, well, they, you know, they, they, they board themselves up in their fucking mansions and they don't even notice, except that they're not allowed to make movies or do whatever they do for art or whatever. They can't do it right now, but they're not worried about where their next meal is going to come from or any of that sort of thing. Poor people, in all honesty, at least up here, I can't speak for the States, 
But up here, the poor people are getting more money than they would have got before. So they're they're not complaining. Yeah, they're not complaining. So it's the middle class Joe who has a regular job who's got to go out into this mess and try to navigate it. And I don't know. Although we're we haven't had much here. The city where I live, you know, only seventy thousand people, and we've had a total of a whole five cases. And four of those are percentage-wise, that would be pretty safe, I would think. You would t- well, as I told my other half, I said, you know, if you had to go into the city, if I gave you the names of five people, and I told you you've got to go find them, you couldn't do it. No. Or if I told you, okay, there's seventy thousand people, we're going to randomly draw a number, and you're the person who gets shot. Or you can have $50 million. You want to put your number in there? Yeah, that's pretty good odds, I'd say. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if we're making a too big a deal out of it. Uh, I guess time will tell. But we're... we're we, uh, oh, go ahead. We're, we're lucky enough to have this forum, so that's why I kind of stopped myself a little earlier. Um, I believe my opinion to be fact as far as my personal... I believe I got it in January, which any and all um, honest people are reporting that it's it's been around far longer than you know the 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 gimmick of it well, has been around. They and, don't, yeah, they don't know. I mean, the original theory was you know originated in Wuhan at a wet market. Uh, now and I don't I'm believe reading, that now anymore. No, now I'm reading that, well, no, it wasn't really Wuhan. It was somewhere else in China. Um, then I don't know how many people know this either, and I'm, I'm not sure you probably do. But the strain that was in China is not the strain that's here. That thing has mutated I, itself. I, yeah, I didn't want to say I knew that. I, I had heard that that may be the case. Which is part of the reason they're saying why the numbers here are a little higher and why they're higher in Europe, because the it, it mutated to a second strain in Europe, and by the time it got to New York, it had mutated yet a third time. So we're kind of comparing apples and oranges to some degree also. And I'm not a, I'm not a scientist or an immunologist or an infectious disease specialist or any of this stuff, but I can read. And basically, you know, like I said, what I'm getting is they don't really know. And that's maybe part of the overreach and the response is because they were scared shitless because they didn't know. And they didn't want to have a, a SARS or a Ebola episode happen on North American soil because we're not, as we've seen, we are not prepared and or ready for that, as uh, we've noticed with the response. Yeah, I mean, well, panic... <laughs> Panic TV is ratings TV, and oh, definitely. despite what happens, that the money the money wheel keeps rolling for those folks. And you know, say two months ago, I, I, I'm down. I'm I'm okay with everything that's being said, and I still follow the guidelines, mind you. Uh, I'm not one of those knuckleheads that's having like seven thousand people party right in my face, but. So there's a there's a balance in between and there's a comfortable norm if if you just keep your fucking head 
uh, it's a little Howie Mandel-esque with the germaphobe, washing your hands, sanitizing, gloves if you're touching some things that you shouldn't be touching or uh, just anything strange, uh, face mask, uh, whatever. It's a little inconvenience, what have you. But uh, COVID-19, coronavirus, it does exist. It's not a hoax if if, if you're a nut like that. But um, it's also not a death sentence. So, like, no. shut the fuck up. I'm not saying open everything up, but just use caution, use common sense, and stop being well, such pussies. Somebody made the, the, the good analogy the other day, and it was somebody from the States who said, how long are we going to lock up 99.5% of the population for a risk of half a percent? Yeah, exactly. You know, you, know, you know, at some point, you know, you got to bite the bullet and we got to get on with things or people are going to start dying for other reasons. Um, and, and many have. And that's already happened with surgeries and mental health and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, we were not designed to be locked up in little room, you know, even in our houses, because it's one thing to stay home, but it's another thing just to be told you can't leave. That's two different right. things, right? It's like, it's like the, California. Oh, yeah, well, it's kind of like being married or living with somebody. There's a big difference between those two things. They're, they're, they're not the same thing. People think they are, but they're not. Um, if they keep us locked up very much longer, people are going to start going off the deep end. And then they're going to have an even bigger problem because then what's going to happen is people are just going to start defying the order. People are defying the orders to some degree anyway, but they're doing it. Anarchy. Yeah, they're doing it for the most part peacefully so far, but at some point that'll stop. And yeah, and we can't have that. But anyway, it's enough of the COVID. I mean, it is what it is at this point. We're starting to come out of it up here. We got one more week to go. And they're going to start opening things up a tiny bit, so it'll get better for us. But um, uh, let's let's uh, let's go to something I know that you really like to talk about, and that we haven't talked about in a long time. Um, Dirty filthy whores. Well, th- that too. Well, she is one actually. <laughs> Funny how you would, that you would say that. Um, let's talk about that confused, psychotic bitch who I, if I ever met her in person. I take a good long hard look at her and then I'd slap her. That fucking me too slut whore Alyssa Milano. Let's talk about her oh. and her and her love of Joe Biden and her uh, ninety degree turn on the whole women believe women and the hashtag me too stuff. Well, uh, we might have to give her a, chan- a chance to tune in. She's probably blowing Steve Garvey and Ron Say right now. Well, I know who those guys are, and, and she probably has blown both of them, to be honest. Might be yeah, another card. The, Steve, the L.A. Dodgers' Steve. favorite sex toy. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, again, you want to talk about, like, you know, whether we are, uh, you know, we're not saying that uh, women who have been sexually assaulted don't deserve to be heard, et cetera, et cetera. But the utter hypocrisy to throw everybody under the bus for six months and tell it to your friend and suddenly the yeah. rules are and suddenly the rules do no longer apply. Uh we just have to believe Joe because Joe there's no, there's just no way Joe could be lying. Delaware is uh 
Joe's state. And I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure you're geographically sound, but from my area of Delaware County, Pennsylvania, it's pretty much as as quick to get to Delaware as it is the, the city of Philadelphia. Um, Joe is, uh, you know, he's done some good things in his life, and I've known of the man for a long time. But the, the dude, did you ever look at him recently? And, and just, I mean, besides the creepy shit of feeling everybody out um, and being so close to people and, and whatnot, his fucking eyeballs, they they look like a guy who's, you know, one foot in a grave, another in a banana peel, as the old saying goes. Um, and this yeah. Alyssa Milano, she, you know, uh, what was her name? Samantha, when fucking Tony Danza used to have her. Uh, now, granted, I did want to have any kind of sex possible with her from her physicality on around the time she was on that uh, witchcraft show, whatever the fuck that was. Charmed. Uh, yeah. Big, big old titties, short hair. Where I always like women who wore a choker, et cetera. Um, and I didn't think as a child star she'd grow up to be hot, and she was, and probably still is fairly attractive for her age. But duct tape that mouth, you know? Uh, Harvey Weinstein this, me too this, blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, well, it's like you're saying, it, it's so hypocritical. I mean, and it's like, you know, a lot of people point out Donald Trump said this, and then they'll pull up a video or he said something else, which he does. Um, but Donald Trump's a goof. You know, like, he's the president, and he does a lot of things that don't get credited, uh, good things, but uh, never has anyone open-mindedly said he's not a goofball, you know, but yet they they give credibility and credence to this Alyssa Milano, who is is 50 times the goofball. Trump at least is out front with his, you know, nonsense. This, it's a bit, I hate to use the word, but it's a bit, it's douchebaggery, scumbaggery. To, to just, it's like you said, it, now that her friend does the same or more than the alleged people that were so horrible, just how long ago? Six months? Something like that. And there's video after video of Biden, like, you know, creepily just groping little girls and putting his mouth in their ears to whisper God knows what and... He's always running his hands through their hair. It's so creepy. Yeah, he's a creepy fucking pervert with his dangling saggy balls and his... (laughs) Did you see the video where he talks about the, the kids stroking the hair on his legs when he's in the swimming pool? No. Oh, fuck. It's just like, dude, you're running for president. Shut the fuck up. Like, who is who is your campaign guy? They must be cringing. He's surrounded by by young... Yeah, he's surrounded by young kids at a podium somewhere talking about... I don't even know where. And he starts talking about how the, the black kids thought the white hairs on his legs looked really cool when they were wet in the pool. And then they'd reach down and they'd, they'd stroke the hair on my legs. And I'm like, oh, what a, what a, what's his name? Totally, 
totally inappropriate, dude. It's totally. Maybe he should just be the president of Penn State. Fucking creeper. He's going to be the, uh, he's getting the Joe Paterno Memorial. Or no, what was the guy's name? Jerry, Jerry Sandusky. Sandusky. Yeah. Jerry Sandusky Memorial Award. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, I feel sorry for you guys because you're basically picking between a narcissist maniac who, like you say, he has done, he doesn't get any press when he does anything good and pe- people don't because the press hates him. But he does do and say a lot of dumb shit. There's, there's just no way around it. And then you got That's a guy right. who who isn't capable of lying because he can't remember anything. He doesn't even know what the fuck. He's no, he can't about remember. He can't. Like a lot of his stuff's like teleprompted because he's just not there. And it's like <laughs> the first time he went out to talk about COVID, and he called it SARS and MERS and Ebola, and he called it everything under the sun except COVID because he didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like Jesus yeah, that's fucking God. crazy, man. You know, this is I mean, the way 2020 has been, it's it's apropos, you know what I mean? But um, It is, but it's just sad that, uh, um, you know, everybody had always kind of hinted at the fact that, you know, what the country really needed was, you know, a common goal and, you know, something to bring everybody together. We found out that really wasn't true because it's still all about the same shit it was back in February. You know, like I say, if if the Democrats came up with a cure or the vaccine for COVID tomorrow morning, uh, Trump wouldn't want to announce it on national television. He'd try to be, figure out a way to take credit for it, you know, and vice versa. Oh, yeah, they, just, he does they, that. they hate, but they hate each other so much. And it's not really about the, you know, you know well, we got to do what's right for the people and all that stuff. And it's, nah, no, you don't. You guys are doing the same bullshit. You know, they go to pass a uh, a bill for financial relief and tack on a fucking raise to themselves on the ass end of it. <laughs> you know, bullshit, bullshit yeah, like I mean, that. It's, <laughs> you know, it's, no, it's, we're just... It's... Go ahead. It's just... When are people going to wake up? Well, and it, realize, as you and see, realize that it doesn't matter if it's Democrats or Republicans. It makes no fucking difference. No, it doesn't. And as you see uh, through this pandemic, cough, cough, uh, no pun, um, how easily globally mind control, or as Jesse the Body and Anthony Cumia doing, Jesse the Body would say, mind control, um, I didn't do that justice. I should have sat up for that. Anyhow, uh, mind control is 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 like, I mean, I, I, like I always look at beautiful women. It's like God. I wish I could talk to her and date her. I mean, all I got to do is get get a press conference and a, and a podium in front of me and say something, and I could control anybody's mind, whether it be a beautiful woman or uh, any and all races. It's like. Everybody just stopped doing everything, and it, it literally like the the numbers you brought up for where you live. I mean, New York was a, a pretty big hot spot, but as you brought up, people were sick; they were dying anyway, and you know they attributed it to COVID COVID nineteen, and it, it's just a crock of shit that they the Cuomo and all those people were saying they need. 
three million masks and ventilators and uh, you know the job I do I deliver to hospitals I deliver to medical facilities I'm in a big market I'm in fifth or sixth largest market in the country there's no overflow there's no need for boats for beds it's a crock of shit uh, the people personally that I've known who have had it I'm sorry to stray from Melissa Milano but I'm ta- on a tangent again it's all right no, um, go 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 all good there's nobody like you know intense out of outside of a hospital. Now, granted, when it was the quote unknown, which it still sort of is, but they've learned a little more about it. There was a need for you know tents and testing and stuff like that and drive-by testing and whatever. And where I, where I work, we we have to take our temperature every day. There's there's a lot of requirements. I'm fine with that, but uh, there's a there's a really scared percentage of people that are just withering away for no no good reason quite mm-hmm. frankly and then and then there's the other extreme that I despise too who people would think that I would side with the uh no sellers if you will in wrestling speak that are just gathering hundreds of people and just like practically spitting in each other's mouth which is ridiculous as well for not only covid just for general health in general, you know, I use general twice, sorry. Um, but back to that whore, uh, I'm tired <laughs> of yapping about uh, She's got to just shut the fuck up. She's breastfeeding babies at, uh, nearly 50 with big titty implants in there. Uh, that can't be safe. She should worry about that. She should do a, a course on breastfeeding with breast implants to your new kid while you're 40. 45 or whatever the fuck she was when she had that baby. Dope. Okay, well, what, okay, well, what, what do you think about this? I, I saw um, uh, Michelle Obama wrote a book and now has a TV show on Netflix about mm, uh, great. About, yeah, about how hard it was for her to be. It's called Becoming. On her great struggle to, uh, to be what she has become. And I'm kind of... Like I don't, I, 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 this isn't a racist angle either, because I could care less that they're black than that squat to me. What is she doing? What the first black first lady? Is that what I'm getting? Yeah, but, but okay, but what what has she done? She's famous for being because she, she was married to the president. But other than that. I mean, she does little is, programs with kids or something. I don't remember. She just you know, wants to be Oprah's Oprah's home yeah, girl. Yeah, pretty much. You, you know who Bill Burr is, right? The comedian. Absolutely. You know yeah. what he said about? You know what he said about her? He said the first. Well, cha- the first. That, go ahead. Could, that the first chapter. I was gonna say if it's if it's if it's something that could uh, make people outraged, I'm glad it's him we're quoting and not us. But go ahead. Yeah, he he said that the first chapter of her book would be entitled "How to Tell." A Dictates presidential. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's a good well, line. Well, I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it just. I don't have. I, I don't no. have a problem with her. I don't have a problem with her. It's just like you would think if you wanted to hear from anybody, it'd be him. Yeah, I mean. Uh, I guess I, I guess that's a thing historically. I mean, uh, 
I've learned not to speak uh, for black people because you don't. Oh know yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not taking it from. I'm not taking it from the from the race angle. I could care less about that. You you could substitute. It could be Hillary Clinton, and I'd be saying the same thing. Uh, yeah. I, you know, or or whoever I about guess I becoming know. a possible first women bre- woman president or whatever. Yeah, well, if it, well, if you wanted to do like a story that was specifically about, okay, this is what it was like to be the president's wife for eight years. Okay, I got no issue with that. But somehow that she is this powerhouse of a whatever. I just, well, I don't know. Maybe she is in the states. She isn't to me. Hell, I don't even know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I mean, M- Melania, she just stands behind Donald and looks like a mannequin most days. She doesn't really say or do anything. Um, and Bush's wife, hell, I don't even know George Jr.'s. I don't even know her name. Yeah, they're kind of like uh, referees where, like, if you notice them, they're doing something wrong. And, like, you know, Melania is not really noticeable unless people are attacking her. She's just there. Yeah, um, they got they got pissed at her because she stuck up for a kid, and then she took some she got some press for that. Like somehow she was a bad mom for sticking up for her son, but I don't know. The the press is so let's talk about the press instead. The press is so messed up in in North America in Western culture. Period. I don't believe a damn thing I see on TV anymore. Nothing. No, there's no reason to. Um, and I, I forget where who it was or where I heard it from, but um, CNN was covering uh, protesters in Lansing, Michigan. Uh, actually, I do know where it came from, but I don't want to mention the name. Um, and somebody was flying to Detroit with the CNN people, because there's only people on commercial airlines, like six, seven people, and they're getting bumped to first class and so forth. So, you know, there's conversations. And the CNN crew that was going to cover these protesters, off the record, were discussing things with another person that they completely, they actually, they have a narrative that they're they're told by the their higher-ups to spread they don't feel that way. They were busting balls just like regular people. Like, well, I got to go up here, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And then they, when they, when they actually arrived at the scene, they had to be almost like pro wrestling in character. And uh, that was enlightening and a, a little bit, uh, it didn't make me angry. It made me kind of chuckle because, you know, they're getting paid big money and they're doing what they like to do. But, you know, they're not, to your point, long-windedly, you shouldn't believe because the people that are reporting it don't even believe it. They're just doing what they're told. Well, they didn't, you know, you're old enough to remember guys like uh, you know, Walter Cronkite, um, even... Sure, he's the, the voice of America. Yeah, yeah, okay, and when he came on the news... You didn't ever really know, like you never heard the news people talk. They they told you the story, and that was it. Now you That's get it. their you get their opinion, and how much they don't like whoever it is they're talking about, depending on what station you're watching. And somewhere in there, you might get 
some facts, maybe. But chances are, like as you said before, they're, they're so fast to want to be first. Mm-hmm. Like, for, in, for instance, let's uh, 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 the Kobe Bryant tragedy. All of the, you know, all of the bullshit that was on, even ESPN and CNN and these, you know, what, what were once well-respected sources of information. And the stories weren't even, the only thing they all had right that was Kobe was on the plane. And after that, the facts went all over the place. Because nobody yeah. gave a shit about what really happened. They only cared about getting a scoop on the competition mm-hmm. and and it's pathetic i mean i mean res- uh, uh, media people have become like wrestlers i'm not sure if they're yep. kayfabing or shooting i'm I'm never sure right yeah and it, right. it's it's pre- it's pretty sad uh, uh speaking of which no not to shift gears too much but i guess we're going to shift them anyway um i i did uh, check out your as you're fresh off an appearance on the uh, bowling alley. Uh, I did check you out. I, I was listening. I, I did make did you watch your YouTube so you could actually understand it. Yes, I did. Cause that, I don't know the Facebook feed was, whew, man, yeah, was that bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Um, yeah, no, I did check it out on YouTube. Uh, I, I haven't, I haven't really followed Kenny much. The last while, well, he's kind of been hit and miss because there he was, you know, his whole story about he was leaving the country and getting married and all that stuff, which I won't go into. Yeah, he's a character, um, quite a character. I, when I went into that, uh, I just started re-talking to him recently before you make your point. Um, you know, I've been kind of in a, in a vacuum or in a, I don't know, foxhole. So I don't know what I've been in for a couple of years, but... Um, I haven't really, you know, been uh, available. Let's just say that. And uh, hit me up privately a couple times. And I thought to myself, you know, in 1987 when I met Kenny Bowen, he was just a goofy Southern guy character. Um, And when I look at him as that and don't read too deep into, like, a lot of the other stuff from back, back when, you know, he's fun. You know what I mean? If if you just look at him for for that, it's just when you go deeper, it's it's you could almost go yeah, with anybody. You end up not liking yeah, him or whatever. But. Right, but do do you think it's interesting though that um, five years ago he was the jerk? Not for everybody, but you know, the for the mainstream anyway. He was kind of the, the oddball and the weirdo and the troublemaker and all that and Cornette was gone and now and now it's kind of sort of flipped where Cornette's kind of on an island of whatever the hell it is that he's doing over there which and Kenny kind of seems like he ain't really changed he's just still Kenny yeah one thing he is is consistent and and Jimmy has uh you know, he did a lot of things for me, so it's, I'm always, like, walking a thin line here. But, you know, he's got a lot of significant number of friends that he lost through his relationship with 
his co-host who used to be my uh who, who has his own show but I used to be a co-host as well documented to our listeners I guess our our non-hoop listeners the 605 super podcast to a scumbag named Brian Last and I used I used to not go on air and say these things but um Kicking, uh, and uh, full disclosure, I was not a fan of Travis Scott Bowden's work whatsoever. I did not think he was a good manager. I thought he was terrible on air. I never found him funny. He laughed at his own jokes before he even got out of lines that weren't funny. He was awful to listen to. That does not mean I wanted the man to die. He he died too soon. Um, if I met him in person, which I kind of hoped in the back of my mind at like a cauliflower alley, I might have a different opinion. But uh, as far as the person, you know, and, and, and just always taking account, I, I was just not a fan of him on the air. Some people are not a fan of me on the air. I'm sure there's some people that are not a fan of you on the air, Brian on the air, Cornette, Owen, et cetera. Everybody doesn't like everybody. But, um, to uh, something happened between he and Howard Baum and uh, Brian basically Boland, Tom Robinson, the Austin Idol, everything, everybody you can name that left there kind of just kicked him to the curb. And then all of a sudden in death, he does a tribute show and just plays all the shit that puts his own shit over from the past. And, you know, the only social, like, real commentary was go watch a YouTube video of Scott or go read an article because he was very good. Uh, that 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 perturbed me along on the heels of uh, back to the COVID when it was fully unknown and New York was on fire with cases coming left and right. And that's his area. He put out Arcadian Vanguard fucking face mask for a profit to his own self. <laughs> that is even... the epitome of a scumbag. I mean, you can buy, like, I don't, I mean, it, it would be close in money. You can buy one of those N95 masks, like the good ones, are four bucks yeah. here. Are four bucks here. And he's selling cloth masks that his wife sewed together. For twenty bucks. Yeah, like, I mean, America you know, is a capitalist society, but, but you really. have to have some moral into, uh, moral uh, fiber in, in your body. Uh, when I would be ha- having making such magic moments with him and talking off the air and so forth, I never knew that he was that low. I really didn't. Um, He's just a, a, a scumbag. That's all. He I, was. That's the perfect explanation. To, to me, he he. I mean, I never really talked to him much. I talked to him a lot online, but that's different because you never really pick up tones and all that kind of stuff when you're just reading what a person writes. But I've talked to so many people that had something to do with that show, or something to do with anything that's Arcadian Vanguard related. And the man is a leech. He he yeah. tells you what you, he tells you what you want to hear. He makes you feel somewhat important. And and I guess for to some degree 
we're to blame for some of that because, you know, it's, it's nice to hear. He was a popular dude. It was nice to be associated with that enterprise for a while until you either do something he doesn't like or he feels threatened somehow that you become more popular than him. And then he throws you to the curb and we're done. And there doesn't seem, I, I haven't heard of anyone who's who's even attempted to get a road back to him because most people hate him. I mean, I, I never said much about him. He kind of treated me like dirt a little bit, but whatever. I, I didn't care. Until that was about, I don't know, three or four months ago. I mean, I got, I got a message from him on Facebook uh, where he, he politely told me that I better stop talking about him on Twitter. Yeah. And, and I'm like, who, who the fuck do you think you are? Or I, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to get, I'm going to get Stephen P. New to sue you. <laughs> yeah. Little does yeah. he know that Stephen P. New is your sponsor. Yeah. I, I know Steve as well or better than, than Brian does probably. But more, more to the point, like, you know, the guy thinks he's so important that that you know he 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 really believes that he is God's gift to whatever it is he's whatever he's endeavoring to do. But as most of us have come to realize that he likes to ride the coat. I mean, he he used Bixen's band for as long as he could until they couldn't get along to get rid of him. He used every co-host he ever had was making money off of shirts and Amazon and all the other shit that he was doing, but never wanted to share with anybody. And then as soon as, you know, those people get blown off, I noticed Scott Cornish isn't on that show anymore. hasn't been for quite a while. So I don't know if there's yeah, I mean, some, some rift there, but I mean, it's just, it's happened to, it, it happened to too many people. I could see if it was, you know, one or two guys out of 50 had a problem with him. Okay. Maybe it's the one or two guys. When it's fifty guys out of fifty-five, you guys you, know, you gotta start looking in the mirror. Yeah, the, the guys yeah. may be a t- the guys may be a dick and whatever. I'm waiting to yeah. see what happens to him when Cornette and him have a falling out. Oh, uh, it's all or you know, God forbid, because I love Jimmy. You know, even though I don't agree with a lot of things he's saying, especially lately. Uh, but God forbid something happened to Cornette. Um, I mean, I just mean that they that they have a disagree that they have a disagreement. I, I, I know, but I mean, God forbid something happened according oh, to in a yeah, true. Oh yeah, a, no, in I, a fic, in a fictional in a fictional hypothetical, which I hope doesn't oh, happen. True. Uh, where where would little boy blue be at that point? He would have nothing. He would have zero. nothing because he's burnt. He would have Bowser and other... Barry. Bowdrin and Barry do a nice show. I like both those guys. Um, John McAdams McAdams has been a friend of mine forever. Uh, Yeah, John's all right. I've had a few dealings with him. He's okay. uh, And there's, you know, there's some other people on that network, uh, Ron Fuller, you know, et cetera. But the one that makes the green, as they say, the one that generates revenue is the one he can splice up the controversial Jim Cornette on such and such on YouTube. Jim Cornette talks about Vince McMahon. Jim Cornette, blah, 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 blah. Once that cash cow is gone and it's just Brian Last, 
the days of Brian last with uh, the top 10 and Tom Robinson and you writing shit and Denim Fritz writing shit and uh, Scott Cornish and uh, the slow uh, inclusion of Howard Baum, that show could have been as profitable or more so than the Jim Cornette experience because it was fucking funny. It was funnier than the Jim Cornette oh, experience. It was, it was by far. And I, and this is before I had anything to do with it. Just as a listener, it was by far the best podcast there was. It had a little bit of, everything. I agree. if you liked, uh, you know, the wrestling history part, you got a bit of that. If you liked the ha ha's, you got a bit of that. If you liked when they talked to, a, you know, some guy who they, you know, some of the guys that they tracked down and drug out of obscurity that told unbelievable fucking stories like Duleen and guys like that. It, nobody else was doing that. Nobody's doing it now. Right. Right. And yet some and yet somehow he managed to turn that into a it's all about me. And he he does not you know, and I've noticed, I don't I don't know if you still listen to the Cornet shows with any regularity. No, just once in a while. Okay, well, they're slowly turning into the same thing. You're getting more and more of Brian and less of Jim. And I don't know about you, but I want to hear, you know, I mean, if that's what they want to do, that's their business. But, I mean, I don't want to hear Brian. I want to hear Brian last ask the question and then do what he does. And then I want to hear him do what he does best, which is prompt Jimmy to tell more stories. That's what I want to hear. I don't want to hear Brian, like, you know, fuck, they had a 30-minute fucking discussion about the quality of New York water. Nobody fucking cares. Yeah. Like it's a, um, you know, it's it's a wrestling show. Nobody gives a fuck. Talk about anything, but no, what the hell is that all? I mean, the show used to be an hour, hour and a half tops. The last one was three hours. But you could probably, but but you can fast forward through fucking over half of it. You know, there's a, I mean, some people like the shit, but they got commercials now, which I'd always said well, they would never, ever do. But they've got all kinds of plugs now. Uh, there will be the customary 25-minute rant about President Pigfucker, which I don't yeah. want to, which I don't hear, not because I'm the biggest Trump guy, I just don't want to hear it. I just, I don't care. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be, yeah, it's supposed to be a wrestling, you know, and even the drive through which I used to like, you know, the Carnet experience, you were kind of going to get some of that because that's what the show was supposed to be. But the drive through quite often even is, you know, <laughs> the questions, for instance, it's the same seven guys that Brian likes. Those are the questions you hear. You know, you get John Fell from yeah. Baltimore and, and these, you know, it's the same 17 names over and over and over and over. And, you know, we get so many questions that we can't get to them all. Yeah, that's because we don't ask three quarters of them. You know, you, you know or, or I, I, I think it's not an interesting enough question. Okay, well, nobody cares what you think. These are the people that are listening to the fucking show, you moron. Like, yeah. you know, and besides, Jim Cornette can spin a fucking yarn about just about anything. Right. Um, I can talk, I can speak, uh, I don't want to give them too much more of our airtime, but um, 
all fair conversations I had with him, oh, plenty, you know, in that time frame. And one of the things he said that I always remember is, uh, he was, he was, I think he mentioned Cornette, but he wasn't talking about Cornette. But he said, it's just like somebody else who, who escapes me right now. If Jim Cornette did that or screwed me over in business, I told him I'd never speak to you again. And I said to myself, and now, and now, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, in the, in the beginning, I thought, hey, maybe I, I even said as up until the 100th episode, but this was more for the fan base that I, I thought it would be like a road warrior pop, the equivalent. And I'm not patting myself on the back. I just know it would have worked. If unannounced, he says, let's get to our next guest. And I say, sour grapes. And the the, the whole universe of that show would have popped. Oh, uh, you can you can bet on it. We because it would have came out of nowhere, whatever. So I went through a third party, and the third party didn't tell me what he said, but he said, uh, you know, you know. I said, okay, whatever. But like that 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 comment rang in my head like I would never speak to him again. That is the most feminine fucking comment, and. Uh, I can't. I can't even believe it's a real uh, belief system or ideology that anybody that has testosterone in their veins and and, and testicles and uh, just it's it's such an effeminate type thing and unevolved thing and and just just ridiculous and it's I, I could see if somebody murdered uh, somebody or was a molester you you know. There's a fine line. I wouldn't want to have a conversation with a, a bad individual, but we're talking about some petty bullshit. I won't speak to you again. You might as well just, you know, put on your pink tutu, and I don't care if that's politically incorrect. Oh. You're just, you're just a fucking homo. Just, uh, I mean, I'm just gonna shoot. True, but think about what I mean. I don't know his entire history, but I know enough of it. You know, spoiled rotten rich kid, pretty much. Kind of sounds like he kind of had the run of whatever he wanted to do growing up. That he was, I always thought it was weird that he, he had a family, a rich family, and yet he was always wherever Dennis was, even when he was young, which I always thought was kind of bizarre. But anyway, because he didn't, because he was not, you know, he's not in the Philadelphia area. He didn't grow up there, and yet he seemed to be, you know, he went to all the conventions, all this shit when he was like 15 and 16 and stuff, which I always thought was kind of bizarre. I mean, he did that Yama pit fighting thing. That was a complete and total disaster, for which he takes absolutely no blame. He supposedly was some kind of big record executive at Sony Records that made so much money for so many people, but he doesn't do that anymore, and he's not that old. So what's the scoop there? Then he talks on the Cornette show about how he's you know, such an investor and has made so much money for so many people. But he clearly doesn't do that for a living living. He sits at home and does podcasts, which he really doesn't even do much of that because he's really only on the Cornette ones because he doesn't do his own, really, to be honest. I mean, has he ever really done, has he ever successfully done anything? Because it sounds to me like he does a lot of failing. Yeah, uh, there's been a lot of failures and a lot of uh, burnt bridges and, and so forth. And just on the flip side, uh, you don't hear these stories about Conrad Thompson or 
any of the other guys that have made names. The the you don't hear uh, you know Ric Flair saying that motherfucker Conrad Thompson a piece of shit and whatever. Christ, he married his daughter. You know what I mean? Like there's oh, there's, there's people who might not like there. the programming or something. But. True, but. I mean, you cannot argue that Conrad is a successful businessman outside of the podcasting. That's a well-known. That's a well-known fact. Now, whereas whatever Brian has done or not done seems to be very much clouded in mystery, which usually means most of it's probably not true. I I don't know. Yeah. More than likely. I mean, why would a guy who was a multi-bazillionaire like? claims to be why in the hell would you do what he does or if you did do it you would do it on your terms you wouldn't you wouldn't be somebody's lackey which is i don't know if he realizes that but that's exactly what he is he is jim Cornette's piss boy hey i'm just kidding. i mean that i mean that in a literal sense not in a yeah, 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 yeah. you know not in a, i mean because if he thinks that jim Cornette won't bury him if he doesn't toe the line or screws up or whatever, I got news for him. Jim yeah. will cash him to the curb faster than, but anyway, enough, enough of Brian last. He's, he's not worth, uh, he's a severe. Yeah, it, took he's, me, uh, it took me a he, long time to, I always gave you an asterisk about how like, you know, we had good chemistry and I really enjoyed our yeah, conversations. That was all, that and was so all forth. true. It was all true. Though. Yeah. It, it all was and all is, but I, I would sugarcoat the things, but, but the the Bowden death and the, exploiting the Bowden death after he just basically kicked him to the curb like months before, and and the while New York was on fire uh, figuratively with COVID nineteen, the, the mask to see him off. to see him putting those masks out. And I, I don't know if it was you or, uh, and I don't want to put this on you. Somebody on Twitter had DM me that in the little group that they have, somebody said, what's going to charity? And he blocked them or kicked them out of the group or something. Oh, uh, I, I, full disclosure, I have a mole inside the mothership. Okay. Who tells, tells me whatever I want to know. If I want to know about something that's going on in that world, which lately I, I don't because I, I just stopped caring. But he'll let me know every once in a while if there's something going on there. But, and it's basically become, you know, that thing he started that thing was, it's a group for people who listen to the podcast, who can talk about the podcast and anything else they want to talk about. But now it's become you will talk about whatever Brian says we can talk about. And that better be uh, Brian's opinion of whatever we're talking about. Because if it isn't, you get blocked and thrown out. So he's basically down to, you know, the hardcore sheep. All right, let's put it this way. When you, the last two or three times you were on that show, when they were voting on who was going to win between, you know, the rap battle and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I, was liter- I was literally counting the votes on the comments and there would literally be five, six, 700 comments of people voting for whoever his last show, which actually finally dropped after I believe 13 weeks 
There's 15 comments. <laughs> so, okay, well, that will, tell, that will tell you how many people who used to listen to that show don't anymore. And that's a good place to leave it because that, that, that show was great. I will never say it wasn't. It was awesome. He's a, he is an excellent fucking host when he wants to be. He's very good at getting the best parts of people. But that show is dead in the water, and it'll be lucky if it survives. Well, the fuck, it comes out like twice a year. Came out three times last year. That's it. I mean, it's it's a yeah. I, I, I don't I don't recall. Was I a, a part of that show then? When what? Because I I do re- uh, the six oh five that came out three times. No, was was, I, well, I mean, yeah, he he was starting. I mean, it was weekly like clockwork. And then he slowly started to, to, you know, for whatever reasons, which nobody ever really seemed to be able to pin. And he always says, well, editing. Well, and then he blamed you for it. Well, well that's what I was it. getting to. I was, I was yeah. being facetious. Oh, okay. Uh, well, yeah, no, you well, were definitely to blame. You don't know how many people still write that in there. When the show doesn't come out, somebody inevitably will write there. Well, I suppose it's still Tom's fault. Yeah. I see it all. Uh, I see it every so often. I see it every so often. I'll see it on Twitter quite a bit. People will go, yeah. Actually, somebody will, will write it about our show. We, uh, what the hell happened? That was a couple of weeks back. We couldn't do it. Nate had a, a final or something, and we couldn't do it. So we moved it a day. And about four or five people, you know, right away, they write in there, oh, that goddamn Robinson. And everybody's laughing <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> you know, it's become, it's become part of folklore that, you know, it's a, just a, how stupid it was. Thank you for all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's uh, a tragic, awesome. tragic story of a podcast gone wrong and, and whatever. Anyhow, uh, how do you feel about the, the sports coming back? you think they were actually going to get some? or uh, The what coming back? The, the, the professional sports trying to drag itself back into the spotlight. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure we'll get, uh, in, at first, non, uh, non-attendance sports and you know, testing and, and, you know, so forth. And then a couple people will test positive and hopefully that won't fuck everything up because it's just, uh, you know, it, it happens, but it's just not that dangerous of a fucking thing, you know, it's whatever. But again, this is my opinion. Um, but yeah, I, I don't, you know, it's going to affect, the way that we we had things. I'm not one of those guys who's going to say that it's never going to go back to the way it was. Cause I do believe like in a year or two, uh, like collectively our intelligence level will go up and, you know, scientists and so forth will, will figure out and doctors will just exactly yeah, what. Somebody will get a vaccine and that'll be the end of it for that one. There'll be somebody that, that, that took the truth out there and, you know, uh, the fear will be gone. Fear is like in fact, very I, I powerful. I, I actually saw, I believe that somebody in Italy, had, it has, they have something that actually, it's not even a vaccine to prevent you from getting it. It actually kills the virus. And it's past animal testing, and it's past the first round of human testing. So they're not they're not they're not that far away. In another six months, 
uh, that there'll there'll probably be a vaccine. How how readily available it'll be, who knows? But at least if you were to get the COVID and you were to get it bad, you'd probably be able to get you know you'd probably be able to take care of you, and that'll be the end of uh, not worrying until the next thing comes along. But um, speaking of which, now talking about the sports, uh, you are aware that there is a UFC on Saturday night. Yes, I, I, I'm not. A, I'm aware of uh, Justin Gaethje in the main event uh, against Tony Ferguson and Dominic Cruz fighting again and so forth. I, I'm not aware of the location or the the situation as far as the. It is in Florida, I believe, and no crowd, of course. Um, okay. Uh, and no, um, no in the ring. Uh, you know, you won't see um, Joe Rogan's not going to jump in the ring and interview anybody. Right, right, right. I guess. Yeah, they're, they're not going to do any of that. But um, I think for that particular sport, that might be pretty I don't, badass. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. Well, they did. They did one from Brazil right when the shit first started. You don't really. You know, you hear the crowd a little bit in the UFC, but you don't see them really. It's too dark. You know, it's kind of like it, 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 it's sort of like wrestling, except you know, like okay. UFC doesn't UFC doesn't depend on um, the crowd noise to sell what's going on in in the octagon. Unlike wrestling, it kind of needs the crowd noise to sell, you know, what's 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 happening. I find wrestling is very hard to watch with with no crowd. Uh. I I agree, and uh, but I think they've made improvements. At least AEW has them. But you know, I'm on AEW's dick. So well, they they hey, that's an, okay. You want to talk about another thing that really fucking frosts my ass? Is this whole fucking okay. shit that that somehow? Well, if it isn't fucking WWE, it's shit. Or oh, if it's not AEW, it's shit. How come you just can't fucking watch? What's good about one is good, and what sucks about it sucks. And how about just shut the fuck up? And enjoy the fact that you have two shows to watch that are very different, and there should be enough of everything for everybody in there instead of fucking yeah, I, and complaining about what you don't I like. I like Impact, too, on top of it, and some other shit. But. Yeah, I mean, but, but I mean, it, there seems to be this, you know, it's kind of like the, the political thing. Oh, well, if you like AEW, you're not allowed to like WWE. If you like WWE, yeah, it's, it's you, a recurring theme. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a recurring you know, theme that you have to choose one or another. Yeah, and it's in this uh, weird world we live in. Instead of just I mean, choosing AEW, what's right and what's good. Yeah, AEW's got some great workers. They got some real shit sure. too. But so does W. I mean, so does W. I mean, I I would argue that at least with the no crowd thing, WWE's got more garbage than good. That's my opinion, but you know, I don't care if you like WWE. Fucking watch it and enjoy it. Don't, don't bother me any. It's online, but you know, I I have to say that I think social media, the Twitter in particular, while a very nice, useful tool for advertising and getting your point out there and that sort of thing, has fucking ruined a lot of sports because you can't say shit about anything without having. Yeah, five knuckleheads, and even even the you know, and that's okay when it's just you know like you and me, you know we're not experts on anything, so you know if somebody disagrees with our opinions, fine, 
But, I mean, the athletes themselves can't even go on there and say anything. And they get fucking roasted alive by guys who, you know, clearly you wouldn't last three seconds in the octagon with anybody. <laughs> you're telling, you know, you're telling Conor McGregor that he's a pussy and, you know, and all this kind of stuff. It's just, you know. Yeah, it's just a weird, a weird subculture of nothing. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it better. I liked it better when I couldn't read it. And that's on me for going and reading it, mind you. I swear not to, but... Oh, speaking of... Yeah, which, I mean, if if oh, somebody's... If somebody's purposely a troll... I used to hate all trolls, but if somebody's purposely a troll, I'm starting to read between the lines, so to speak. Like, a, a pathetic troll is just somebody who, like, that Josh Greenbaum guy. Uh, he surfaced in one of my things tonight with somebody else from six. He's just still an idiot. Like just a nothing person with nothing going on and just terrible life that just reaches for the stars. And that's, that's their validity. Yeah, I, have, their existence. Yeah, I have no, I have no opinion on anything, but I'm just going to, and no solid opinion on anything. I'm just going to say right. something that, that goes against the grain just to say it. Yeah, those those types are the majority of trolls, which I just... I I enjoy clever trolling, like, uh, I don't know if you saw uh, Charles Barkley going at um, Jack yesterday. I did not. He, Um, He was... He, he he tweeted. It was just two tweets, and it was, it was beautiful. Barkley said, "I'm I'm playing NBA, uh, you know, PlayStation or Xbox or whatever, and I missed a, a free throw that I was supposed to hit. And I looked down and realized, oh, the reason I missed is because the guy that was shooting was Shaq. Hmm. Fucking yeah, Sha- Shaq. I mean, okay, that's funny, right? Yeah. Shaq Shaq tweets back." Uh, basically the effect, well, that's funny because I can't remember exactly what he said, but it was a play on the word rings. You know, that I got, I got, I got so many of them and Charles, you don't have any. So shut the fuck up and play Xbox, which I thought was clever. And then that was the end of it. And it didn't turn into some yeah. fucking thing about, well, you know, I hate your wife or you know, your kids are ugly and all the shit that you see people say. It's unbelievable. Yeah, well, I was going more to the ham and eggers. I do, I do kind of respect in a in a prank, crank, whatever you say up there, prank phone call, crank call, phony phone call type of thing. Yeah, yep, yep. If if some if somebody's clever enough to outsmart the the celebrity type to bait them into fuck uh, to getting in a fight where they're just fucking around trying to get up their ass. I equate that to like a, a modern age phony phone call and I'm starting to see the difference, you know, and that that stuff it's not for me. I wouldn't be that guy to do it. Like I wouldn't want to be uh, my my account associated with fucking with people, but it it does humor me a little bit. That the it's, it's, yeah, celebrity it's victim does not really uh, catch on and fights back when the dude's not fighting; he's just fucking with him. 
Right. You know, or, or if it's one thing where, like, you know, where they say something or where two days ago they said the opposite and somebody says, well, hey, that ain't what you said. You know, you changed your tune or whatever and you're backing it up with a little fact or something. Then, then yeah. you can go at then you can go at them. In full disclosure, it's like I mean, Nate's not here to defend himself, but like what he was doing with uh, what's his name, uh, Baron Corbin. Okay, yeah, that kind of stuff I don't care for. That's just okay. I don't like you, so I'm gonna say mean shit at you and pick on or try to get a rise out of you by throwing shade your direction. That to me is pointless. Yeah, I, I wasn't. I mean, well, I, I, I didn't like the fine. concept. I, I didn't like the concept of a, of a person, one in the wrestling business. No matter what you feel about the guy, you shouldn't put yourself out there like that. And two, uh, associated with a, a credible podcast uh, with NBA people, uh, just putting himself out there as, as just like a, a goober. What I did enjoy uh, was when Corbin actually came back and and they had a little spar, which which ended up making it worth worth it for me. Um, when when it, you know he he busted Nate's balls and the I think uh, I don't know you would know better than me because you've been in more contact. But I think a little part of Nate started to, a bell went off like. This is kind of cool. The dude just busted my balls. Uh, you know, I hate him, but now I like him a little bit. Well, you know, you, know, you and I are cut from a, a different piece of cloth. We're quite a bit older. Um, when I was growing up, I mean, not Nate's fucking 30 years old, but, you know, you'd, we'd, I never would have even dreamed of saying anything like that to a professional athlete. No, there was guys, there was guys I yeah there was guys I didn't like, but if I'd have seen them on the street, I never would have, you know, hey if I didn't, uh, Isaiah Thomas, you suck, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know, n- n- never, not in a million years. The the, the 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 social media and the culture has in is emboldened people that, you know, everybody's got a keyboard. I don't have to back up what I say. Because uh, I'm never yeah. going to see, I'm never going to see that guy. He doesn't really even know who I am because I got. You don't see, you know, like you and I both got our real names on our Twitter accounts. Yeah, a lot so, of people, you know, yeah. yeah, you know, a lot of people, you know, they're going with some bullshit moniker that nobody even knows who you are. Well, it's pretty easy to, you know, it'd be like the bill, like you know, the malice in the palace thing, where you know, they're fucking calling these guys out and the guys in the crowd going, you know, well. Come on up here. Yeah, yeah, well, they fucking they came up did. There. Yeah, they came up there and they kicked the shit out of everybody. And that's what would happen in, you know, half of these guys were to meet, the, you know, even, I mean, Nate's a big guy. But if uh, Baron Corbin and Nate were to meet in the back alley, Nate's getting the shit kicked out of them. Yeah, and I'm sure Nate wouldn't argue that either. Yeah. But, but a lot of them would with, this, you know, oh, yeah, you just, you think you're a tough guy and all this kind of shit. Yeah, you know yeah, they have no sense of reality. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, no sense of reality. Yeah, like I see guys like they go at like at Brock Lesnar. Oh, you're a fucking pussy. You only defend the title once every six months. Yeah, you fucking say that to his face, there, tough guy. And when yeah. he when he 
it tears your head off and shits down your neck, and you don't know what happened to you, and you're crying because you got bit slapped in front of your wife, and all that kind of stuff. People are just fucking stupid. It, it's really, the older I get, uh, it's the more, that's my, the one conclusion I draw from life. People are really dumb, generally speaking. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, people very, are really, very really, people are really, really stupid, and you would think that, you know, like, oh, I would say, well, fuck, why would you do that? Like, didn't you fucking stop to think for two seconds before you did that? No. That's why I, did. I didn't stop to think about it. What what bad could happen except what happened? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, shit that I did as a kid, I see adults doing. And it's like, you know, you're fucking 45 years old. You don't know that that's fucking dumb? Because you should. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. It's strange culture. I mean... Uh, it, it, it is. It's a weird... It's a weird way. It's a certainly a very different world than what you and I grew up in. I know that. I mean, I, you know, I enjoy the outlet sometimes. Like, last night, I was beat. My I was hurting from head to toe. And I DVR'd uh, AEW, and I and I enjoy putting my feedback out there. And um, whether people agree, disagree, you know, I, I don't get as many um, responses as I used to. But I know in tagging that trending topic that a lot are reading. People are and, seeing it, yeah. Yeah, and that's the whole point. Um and uh, you know that that's what I like to do. I'm not trolling anybody. I'm talking from a, a very educated opinion as far as that particular business goes. And uh, I've seen a lot of things and known a lot of things and et cetera. And that's the way I see it. Now some are, are tactical ones, just to almost troll like to just strike a nerve, but not in a uh, disparaging way. It's more in a maybe it'll get through to somebody that uh, you know, some things that, that that maybe I'm not perfectly correct on, but they aren't either and maybe they'll, they'll think of it another way and maybe I'll strike some open minds to certain things. Well, um, because uh, just, just for instance, that Joey Janela kid that uh, uh, had the spring break and had a lot of uh, independent popularity, which basically got him the job there, his self-promotion and so forth. Uh, I, I looked at him last night. He, he looked like a guy that has not been to the gym. Now, granted, we're in a pandemic, but people are working out at home and all that, and I'm sure he gets paid enough by Tony Khan to have some home equipment. Just looks like he drinks some beers, uh, and of course, uh, full disclosure, uh, I don't look like a million bucks, but I'm not on national television. There's a huge difference there. This is an opportunity for a young person, and his body looked like a 40-year-old disgusting guy's body. And it, it, it was, you know, I, I tweeted pretty directly about it. Maybe he'll say, oh, that dude's just jealous, fuck him, uh, you know, whatever. But in the back of his mind, maybe when he's staying at the bottom of the card, he might realize that, you know, 
have a salad once in a while there, buddy. Well, and, well, uh, hit, hit the weight room. You got a great opportunity right there. There's nothing wrong with giving an opinion when that opinion comes from a grounding about what you're talking about. Now, sure. for instance, now, now maybe for you, maybe a lot of people, or maybe not a lot of people, but some people don't know that about you. But, I mean, I've always, I mean, when I talk to Nate and stuff, too, I mean, okay, well, you know, when Tom says something about wrestling, I don't always agree with him. But he knows a fuck of a lot more about the business than I do. So I at least have to stop and consider what he said because he's got a lot more knowledge about the inner workings and stuff like that because he, he was lived that life for a while. And I never have, so I don't know anything about that. Now that doesn't necessarily make you right either. No. But I, I but know. I do, but I do have to take that, whatever it is you've said, I have to, I have to give it some weight because it's coming from somebody who knowledge in that area that I don't have. Which I appreciate to get, it. Well, that's true, which is to get to the point where now if Tom Robinson says, well, you know, that that style or gimmick's kind of weird, doesn't work for me, and this is why, okay, I can take that and go, all right, fair enough. But if Joe the fucking painter <laughs> weighs 350 and, uh, you know, hasn't uh, worked out a day in his life, uh, has never done anything physical in the sports realm, knows nothing about any of that stuff, is going to gonna dispute that. Well, I mean, I guess you're, you're allowed to have your opinion, but it doesn't carry a lot of weight because you don't know what you're talking no. about. Exactly. You know, any more than... Exactly. Okay, like, like, like now in the basketball thing. You know, we'll have people come on. And, and as you know, because you were there for a lot of it, I mean, we've had a lot of big, big names come on our podcast. Guys who know a hell of a lot more about basketball than I do. Now, I don't always agree with what they have to say, but I would never go, wow, you know what, uh, Tom, you're full of shit. You know, where we, you know, we've got, we, you know, we get, you know, we get guys, like, who's the guy from the, is it Moore from Philadelphia? Tom Moore, yeah. Tom Moore, okay, now if Tom Moore comes on the show and says something about the Philadelphia 76ers, pretty much going to go, well, you know, okay, I might not agree with you. I think you might could be wrong there, but I ain't never going to say it. You know, right. Tom, I think, you're really, yeah, I think you're really out in left field there, and I think you don't really know what the fuck you're talking about. Uh, you only travel yeah. with the team and, <laughs> you're in the and locker eat with room. Them. Yeah, you're only in the locker room. You only travel with the team. I don't really think you've got any kind of inside track that is of any import to us. Nope. Right. Okay. You know, if Tom Moore's opinion is slanted towards whatever it is, it's probably a reason for that. And uh, yeah, you know, and but people, everybody, everybody's a fucking expert these days on everything too. That's another thing that's really annoying me. Like even and to take it back to the COVID thing, you know, everybody's a fucking economics expert suddenly. Everybody's a infectious disease expert. Everybody knows everything about the flu all of a sudden. And it's just like, you know what? Just shut the fuck up and go back to living, okay? Do us all a favor. Sadly, uh, it won't happen because... I know. The, 
the more time they're home, the more time they're going to be on their uh, media outlets, social media outlets, and you know. I mean, I actually read the other day some guy who actually you may know, a 605 kind of guy, I won't say his name, who is utterly convinced that the COVID is just a part of a grand conspiracy of political leaders to further enslave racial minorities. And I'm like, okay, evidence, please? Well, it's plain. and he's like, it's as plain as day. And I'm like, okay, a little more, please. Well, 53% of people who got the COVID in New Orleans were black people, and only 7% were white people. I um, <laughs> didn't know that the COVID could tell the difference between <laughs> nationalities and races and things. I wasn't aware that, <laughs> that it was selectively trying to get minorities. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, uh, and then, you know, and then more to the point, okay, so let's say that's true. Um, it's kind of an ass backwards way to go about getting rid of minorities when you could just as easily enslave them or shoot them or poison them or a million other ways I can think of it to be much more effective because the COVID's really not, you know, percentage. It's not easy. called KK COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, and it's not really killing that many people, really. No. You know, per, you know yeah, that I mean, 10 is too many, but, you know, it's what, I don't even know, uh, 50,000 worldwide or something like it's it's not more people die in car accidents you know, we don't we're not more people we're not more people die of everything than they yeah do. I mean it's really it's just the thing about it is is it's it's very easy to give to somebody else because you can have it and not know you have it that's yeah, that's, sure. the, that's the big problem with it I think that scares them because I don't know about you guys, but like down up here, that's the vast majority. I think it's sixty-five percent of the cases are old folks' homes. I mean, it's it's people seventy yeah, I mean, and over that are getting sick. That's 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 the basically walk towards the light, Grandma type deal. <laughs> if you have, if, if you've been, that was good. If you've unfortunately in this time in the year 2020 have been put in a old folks home, I forget what they're officially called, the convalescing home, I forget what, but you're basically given a death sentence because they hire people for $8 an hour that really don't clean up after you. My my father was, you know, he was in there and it was bad There's not a... There's not a lot of incentive in one of those places for you to be, um, what's the word, um, exuberant about life if you're a, a patron of one of those places. Yeah, you're not going to be out. Uh, your quality of life put, probably. You're, you're not going to be out putting up a deck on your free time if you're staying no. at the old. Uh, and nor is anybody giving a shit that you don't like the food. Or the bed's too hard or too soft or the pillow, you know, it's too cold in my room or, you know, whatever. They don't get two shits about that. You know, you're yeah. going to be dead soon. Yeah. You're going to be dead soon, so shut up. Yeah. 
like like my folks terrible terrible um yeah my folks live in a they live in a senior's building but they own the place they live in but even they're locked they're locked down i haven't seen my parents in like three months because you can't you can't get in the building now, granted, they're also they're not in any danger there, but they're making sure that they aren't. Right? They're not letting any like you can drop groceries off and stuff, and they literally take them out of the bags and wipe them all down, and put them in new bags, yeah. and, and, and then they're like, yeah, I mean it's like it's overkill times ten. But then, like the guy said, he said, well, you know, if one person dies, it's too many. There's no reason for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I mean, I okay. <laughs> it depends on the person. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 let's put it this way. I, I wouldn't want to be the person who was responsible for killing some elderly people because I couldn't stay away from the place for a month or two. Yeah, uh, sort of. Mind you, like, though, then the, the flip side of that is, I mean, you know, you live in a big city. I mean, how many people are, I mean, I don't even know, but how many people are killed in car accidents every day in, in Pennsylvania? Um, don't know the exact number off the top of my head, but, I, but I've looked at the, all these stats, and they're all dominant over COVID-19 fatalities. Yeah, I mean, are, you know, how many Every single are, one of them. How many people Freak accidents at work are... More. Way up there, yeah. But let's ban ladders. Yeah, I mean it, it, it is really uh, preposterous at this point. In the beginning, yes, I, I agree. And not to say that it isn't real. I'm not saying it isn't real, but uh, you know, there's been some different intelligence that have reported well, that, was... it, that it that it has not that it didn't. Originate in the Wuhan, the wet market. Although I should bring up while I said it, and you said it earlier, uh, those fucking goofballs should abolish that fifty years ago, much less now. That get rid of that. That there's no good that can come out of that, even if if this even if this wasn't the origin of, of no a particular. Going to eat bats and whatever the fuck else is living over there is yeah. just bat shit crazy, no pun. And go ahead. I think what we might see, though, some good that might come out of this, is I think you're going to see a lot of countries are going to look inward for a lot more stuff than what we used to. I think you're going to see people go, okay, we used to get all that shit from over there. Maybe we need to start making that shit over here. Yeah, I mean, come on. That's, uh, you know, China, yeah. it, it is what it is. We yeah, might no, have China listeners. We love you, China. Not not even, not, I'm not necessarily even China. I'm just saying from anywhere. You know, a big country like the United States, lots of people, lots of land, lots of resources, lots of stuff. Maybe Maybe we need to go back to how we used to be back in the, you know, 50s and 60s where we didn't rely on anybody for anything. We made our own shit. You know, we bought some stuff from other places because we, you know, we don't, we don't have everything. But, you know, like, why in the fuck is a country like the United States or Canada buying oil from Saudi Arabia? 
It makes no sense to me whatsoever when we've got it everywhere here. Tons of it. And yet we're, yeah. buying, it from, we're buying it from other countries. I, I don't understand. And there again, I'm not an economist, so maybe somebody could, can explain that in a way that makes sense, but it doesn't make sense to me. I, I, I for one, cannot exp- explain that. Uh, or, or cars. I mean, America used to be the car... You know, Detroit was the car capital of the world. Why do why do Americans? Yeah, why 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 do Americans buy you know Kias? Why why don't they just say no? Fuck that! You can't sell those that shit here. Fuck it! No, you got to buy a Ford or a GM or whatever that is at least made over here by Americans with American (laughs) shit. It really makes no sense to me. Yeah, granted, I know they can do it cheaper, but. You know, maybe you just don't give people that, that option. And, you just you just said the magic word right there. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Eh? Yeah, let's not let's not ever forget that everything is driven by the fucking almighty dollar. That's for sure. Yeah, cheaper to get all this stuff. The like, uh, online shopping is just sweatshop ridden fucking. Yeah, well, so many cheap some, ass items. Somebody brought up the, the the question today of okay okay the COVID happens and suddenly the government is throwing fucking money in every direction. Uh, companies are telling people, oh, don't worry about paying this month, no late fees. Uh, don't worry if you if you got a data plan. Don't worry if you go over, no overage charges for however long. And uh, I even saw today there was a commercial on, on some American station about some healthcare company. But for if you're uh, you need a surgery or something, they'll pick up there. They're going to cover you even if you don't have insurance with them. And I'm going, you know, okay, if they can afford to do all this shit right now, how come back in fucking January they wouldn't give a guy twenty bucks to keep him from bleeding out in the fucking lobby somewhere? Like, it does seem kind of weird that they never have any money for anything, or at least that's what they tell us. And yet suddenly they, you know, they've thrown around hundreds of billions of dollars in relief to companies and all this shit. Where did that money come from? Yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, I mean, I hate to go back and sound like an Alex Jones type, but it all goes back to what we discussed here before. The top one percent runs everything. Always have George Carlin bit, et cetera. But it's it's true. Um, the wealthy run everything. They they are donors to the politicians who are like the lackey jabrones who, you know, you ain't get wrong. steered one way or steered the other way. And then the dumb public believes the politicians have any control, whether they're liberal or conservative or Democrat or Republican. They just go where the money tells them to go. Yeah, that's the direction. Yeah, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing funnier, though, than when I see somebody say, we're going to rise up, enough of this nonsense, and we're going to rise up and do what? What exactly is it that you're going to do? Like, I don't, I don't disagree that, that, these, that you're not right. I mean, you know, we're getting all, we're all getting fucked. I, I agree wholeheartedly, but I don't know, I don't know what you do. How do you fix it? I don't know that you can anymore. You know, you have to blow up all of it, you know, and I, I don't know, 
You know, there's there's nowhere for some some smart guys to fucking leave the country and go start another one somewhere, which is what happened the last time. Yeah. You know, like I mean, how I, I don't know. You know, they talk about draining the swamp and all that. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea, but how do you do it? When everybody there, like, I don't think you can get there without being crooked. You know, it takes so much money to become a, a, a congressman or a senator or any of that stuff. You, you have to suck some dick somewhere along the line to, to, to even get my nomination, let alone win. And then once you win, then you're beholden to all the people who got you there. And you end up just having to do whatever the party line is because there's no there's no other way to. And then of course then they start giving you freebies and money and then you start going okay well this is kind of cool because I mean we all like money I mean you know if they if they told you tomorrow uh, hey Tom uh, I know that uh, that's supposed to go over here but uh, no one's going to mind too much if you put it in that pile over there and when you do that we'll give you ten thousand dollars. Hey, man, call me Marty yeah. Bird. I yeah. wonder that shit. Speaking of which, did you watch the uh, Dark Side of the, 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 the Herb Abrams episode? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it was no new, nothing new to me. I mean, I was that's, kind of around. That's what I thought. But... Nate, Nate was all excited about it, and I said, well, I watched it, but i, I got to be honest, I didn't really learn anything there that I didn't already know. Yeah, I mean, I had, with my memory, I had forgot that he did get Andre for like a minute, but... Um, <laughs> for a very short minute. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, I mean, so, he made an impact, so to speak, for a little while, um, but it was never really, I don't think by anybody taken seriously, except maybe Mick Foley. Um <laughs> He yeah, didn't really take it seriously either. But wasn't his line was, at the end, end just beautiful? Where they was that about he was, doing, what would he be doing today? Yeah, if he was alive now, what would he be doing? Time. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Mick. Uh, that's probably true. It's probably Oh, my God. I'm, I, I was up for doing this, and I'm the one who suggested it, and now I'm, I'm fucking taking a powder. Yeah, you're, we're almost out of time. We only got 20 minutes left, so you know. Well, I mean, we can end too if you need to. That's all. That's all good. No, I mean, if you got anything in front of you that's interesting, and we'll talk about that. Oh, no, I'm I'm trying to think of of other things. I saw LeBron. I mean, but I, I don't want to talk about race stuff, so I'm not even going to go there. LeBron said something today that was a little crazy, but um, I'm trying to think of. Well, how, okay. How did how did you feel about? Uh, the uh, Michael Jordan thing. Have you been watching that? Actually, I just uh, DVR'd four and five or five and six, whatever oh, the last two were. I didn't start, see the last two. The, the last two were, were pretty uh, pretty juicy. Yeah, they're starting to get yeah, into some of that. That's what I, I gather. Um, yeah, they're starting. They got into it pretty deep, pretty deep into the Isaiah Thomas thing. And that, that was pretty interesting. Yeah, um, I I mean, you know, Isaiah Thomas was, so he has the 
Philadelphia uh, connection of winning the national championship here with Indiana University. They played at the old Spectrum Final Four. Um, so you know, I've I've been a bas- basketball and wrestling have been my my thing since I was a baby, and uh, he certainly was one of the greatest point guards of all time, and and qualified to make that team, but. When you fuck with the greatest ever, uh, you know, you, well, that, you get bumped. That's what was interesting about it is Jordan was quite, uh, uh, he's uh, very respect, respective of his talents. Um, in fact, I think he put him at number two in that position all time behind uh, Magic Johnson, I believe, if I have the story correct. Um, yeah, yeah. And then he said, and then he said, well, you know, if if you think I was the reason he wasn't on the team, I guess you can think that if you want. But there was a lot more to it than that. And then it comes out. I don't want to ruin it for you too much. We probably know anyway. Um, everybody hated that dude. Magic Johnson hated him. Larry Bird hated him. Half the team couldn't stand him. And that's that's the reason he wasn't on the team. Nothing I think to do from with... a, I think from a go personal ahead. standpoint, uh, here I go making everything about me again. But I mean, I lived this life too. I worked at a motel, a motel hotel, very uh, classy one at the time uh, that had the NBA contract, and I drove the bad boys to the spectrum with one key omission that didn't ride with his team, and that guy was Isaiah Thomas. I had Bill Lambeer, I had Dennis Rodman, I had Joe Dumars, I had Mark Aguirre, you name it, they were on there. Vinny the Microwave Johnson, John Sally, et cetera. All trusted my dumb ass with their life, driving them to, uh, you know, over a bridge and so forth to the spectrum. And Isaiah was ominously uh, in another vehicle somewhere, and and that gave me the impression that they didn't like him either, his own teammates. They may not have. I mean, they they went into that. That was really interesting. And then the whole um, the part that I found fascinating was the uh, when the Bulls drafted Tony Kukoc, and then the, um, the United States played Croatia in the Olympics. And, uh-huh. and Jordan and Pippen just fucking buried him because they hated yeah <laughs> they hated Jerry Krause so fucking much that they, <laughs> oh Jerry says this is his new boy he's gonna take the the Bulls into the into the future and he says I'm uh, you think he's all all that hot shit I'm gonna show you how much he's not hot shit and they yeah. told that I mean can you imagine though that you're on the on the dream team. Now, granted, you're Michael Jordan, but still, you're on the dream team. And before the, they've actually got it on tape where he tells them, uh, two coaches, uh, Pippins, and mine tonight. Nobody else got him. <laughs> yeah. And he and he puts uh, up four. He puts up four points in the game because they just totally blanket him. And they didn't even yeah, know him. That... And they just hated him, and they didn't even know him. They know him from Noah. It was crazy. Yeah, guilt by association. But uh, I think he ended up with them winning, winning one or two, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, well, once he, yeah, once he got there, I think he was there for the for the second three peat, I believe. Okay. I mean, I, uh, I my memory's terrible, 
but yeah, I, mine, I do recall. Mine's not real good either, because to me, he was always, like, I, I mean, I was not really huge into basketball then. I watched it, but, I mean, it was all, I mean, you didn't, I mean, when the Bulls were on TV, you, it was Jordan. You maybe heard Pippen's name once in a while and Rodman occasionally, and other than that, it was just those other guys that were kind of out yeah. there, but we didn't really talk about them much. The next uh, next Sunday is the infamous um, Michael Jordan Steve uh, Kerr fight, which I didn't know about. So I'm kind of interested. I, I guess at practice, Michael Jordan pops Steve uh, Kerr and give, give him a black eye. Apparently, yeah, it's fucked up about that. Uh, my fucked up sense of humor. First thing I think of is like. Well, your dad got murdered. No, your dad got murdered. Fuck you. Punch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they're going to get that's on the next episode, too, because they're right at the timeline. Like, because they jump back and Well, you've seen that. They jump back and forth, and they're right at the point where his dad is about. His dad is going to get killed, and he's starting to hate life in general. And it was really interesting, though, because they went into the point, you know, that everybody talks about what a dick he was or could be. And, you know, he kind of, he said, you know, being me was not easy. Because everybody, you know, well, I want to be like Mike. He's, you know, no, you don't. He said, you know, I get, he's in a hotel room with his, you know, he's sitting there. He says, this is the only time I get where I don't have somebody in my face. He says, if I even walk out to the door, I can't even go down into the lobby. He says, go down there and look, there's fucking 300 people down there hoping I maybe make a show that I might walk through here and go to the bathroom or something. He said, it's nuts. He said, it's not really very much fun being me. Which is I'll tell you what, I'm, I, can, I can prove that too. If you just look on my Instagram, Mary Tom Leo, uh, I, I don't know why it's that, because that's the only way I could figure out to create it. And that was my old email address. But anyway, Mary Tom Leo Instagram, if you look at my pictures, you'll see a young TR with Michael Jordan in his second season because I bothered him at the hotel and got a picture. So, yeah, I can, I can, he was was like, you know, they, the show ends with them winning their third in a row and he's fucking burnt out. He's, he is totally burnt out. I, I, I don't know why he ended up playing baseball, but I pretty much think it was just, he would have done anything to get the hell out of there. He just needed an excuse and something to do, and that's what it ended up being because he was, like, totally gassed. He had nothing left. I'm going to end it on this. Um, I don't think I told you and Nate. You know, you obviously saw the picture with me and Jordan. I don't think I told you and Nate that I – it was the motel – I always say motel because of my recent background. Anyway, the hotel that I worked for – my, I, you know, obviously, it, I had a lot of interaction, a lot of fantastic times. It wasn't even like work. It was the only job that wasn't like work. It was like every day, like Dice Clay would walk in, and Sam Kinison, Joe DiMaggio, Mickey Mantle, whoever, and come to me to help them to their room, and I could get to ride the elevator and bullshit with them. Drove Dr. J to the airport. You name it, Lenny Dykstra. You know, and uh, that's funny now how crazy he's become. But back to the, no the point. Yeah. But back to the point, it was like, um, what was my point about Jordan again? Oh, oh uh, I, I knew that, you know, from taking him to the game or whatever, that, that, that 
you know, I didn't pick them up. Somebody else picked them up. But I knew when they came back I was still on, and I wasn't going to bother them in uniform. But I, I, I saw Jordan go out after the fact um, socially, and I was like, fuck this. This dude's going to be the best ever. I believe it was his second year in the league. Um, it was very early in his career. And I called my buddy Jim, Jim L. Um, probably never, well, he used to listen to Weidman, um, and said, hey, man, I'm getting changed. I don't even care if I'm getting fired. I got to get a picture with this Michael Jordan dude. And he's like, me too, man. So it was before cell cameras and all that. We had little, like, Kodak bullshit-ass cameras or whatever. And he was with me when we grabbed Jordan when he came back from the club or wherever the fuck he went. And he, Michael was cordial, and, he, you know, I, I'd like to think that he recognized that I worked there because he had seen me, like, for a couple of hours or whatever before. Uh, so he was, you know, very nice. And we both posed and took the pictures and he shook his hands and said, all right, and good night, guys, thanks a lot, whatever. In the old days, you had to go to like a, I don't know if they had photo mat up there or whatever, any dark yeah, room to yeah. develop your film. And when we got the pictures back, good old TR, uh, not to be confused with JR, with his lack of technical savvy, technological savvy, even in that era of barely, you had to be a caveman and you could still do it. I fucked up Jim's picture where he it didn't come out. Ugh, Mine came out pain. crystal clear. So oh, he he he's been depressed and mad at me since however yeah, many years ago that I can understand that. But just to sum up the Jordan thing, when he was signed by Nike, he got two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. They had hoped after year three that they would have sold $5 million worth of shoes. They sold in the first year $126 million worth of shoes. Yeah. They were that's, that's the power, but, but that's the power of Michael Jordan. People say, oh, well, you know, he's... I mean, that guy was, and still is, for a guy who hasn't played for however long, quite a while and you can throw out a couple other names but everybody knows people who don't know a fucking thing about basketball still know who that they know is. michael jordan that name carries more weight in a social sense or a, a pop culture sense than any other and lebron's kobe was pretty big lebron's was pretty is pretty big but they, they he's not even close to what and they shit, that guy still sells hundreds of millions of dollars worth of shoes every year. And I, what, when did he quit? 15 yeah, years ago? He's, he's Muhammad Ali, Michael Jordan, I mean, Babe Ruth. Names that you don't have to know, and you know. I would argue in a minor way Hulk Hogan had that status uh, for a while, may still. I, yeah, I think a lot of people a lot of people would know who he was that have no idea why they know who he is. If that makes sense, right? Yeah, right. You're probably you're probably really right. Well, on that note, um, 
You got any final uh, words of wisdom? Should no, I, should I, I just kind of uh, go ahead. Should I be asking you if you need to plug anything? Or? Well, no. Um, in the next few weeks, now that I finally found a home that is mine that I can pay for, and there's no um, uh, surprise guests, aka rodents, or um, <laughs> no controversy, no uh, violence, no whatever. This is mine to do with what I want to do with it. Um, I've always wanted to implement some of the things I've learned over the years from all the things I've done from comedy or wrestling to podcasting to whatever. Gear it towards pro wrestling because that seems to be where the audience is as far as uh, generating uh, listeners, hopefully revenue, but that really isn't a big concern of mine anymore. Um, I don't know a name yet or anything, but I'd like to do a Tom Robbins an hour or just kind of like the audio version of what I do on Twitter when I watch a certain program. Um, and uh, if you follow at TR Shock on Twitter, I will update you as I update myself on this process. I will still and always be a member of Why Men Can't Jump, the current situation will remain the same because I still work every Wednesday unless I make uh, a request to be off for a reason or what have you. And it's very difficult unless I pre-tape. So you filled in quite handsomely. Uh, it's it's not like I'm pulling a uh, divorce and there's bitter feelings or anything like there was with that other show we discussed ad nauseum. Or with other things, I'll always be a wide man, a, a man as either you or Nate, I think, said earlier off off air. Um, but I, I just want to try something out where I don't want anybody arguing with me except maybe callers. You know, I don't want any friends buying in because some of the shit I might say might be just hot takes like Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman that just I might just personally put out there to piss people off and to draw a reaction. And I'm being full transparent right now. Um, and I, I don't want to confuse anybody. I don't want to co-host. I don't want to, I, I don't want to say I don't want, uh, I don't want a producer uh, unless I have trouble making it sound good. But I don't want any, any response whatsoever unless it's, unless I've pissed somebody off listening enough to call or if they agree with me one or the other. And, uh, I'd like to get into that and see where it takes me. If it takes me nowhere, then it takes me nowhere, but I believe I've got something to offer. And uh, that's pretty much it. It's uh, it, I don't have a name yet because I don't want any weird people copywriting the name if I say a name. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, hell yeah, no, and that was, that's bound to fucking happen to somebody. Oh, that was my fucking idea, you dick. Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah, no, I think there's, you know, in, in all full disclosure, I think there's probably, well, not probably, I mean, the wrestling podcast uh, landscape right now tends to be, um, rehashing Fail. Of, well, it's rehashing of, of old stuff that unless you're very new to the, to the wrestling world, 
you you sort of you maybe don't know all the facts, but you you there's not it's not very often that you listen to anything now and hear a story that you've never heard before, to some degree. They might get into more detail or whatever, but you pretty much you're not not very often that you get surprised, or it's a guy who used to be in the business rehashing whatever it is. And I mean, and, and you got to be really good to pull that off because the guys that are doing it, you know, I mean, I'll, I'll throw names, you know, you got Cornette and Bruce Pritchard and guys like that um, who are, you know, who were, you know, very much involved in, you know, were there for a lot of what they're, you know, what they're talking about. Sure. They were actually, you know, there and a part of it and blah, 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 blah. To me, what's missing is somebody who's, okay, I'm a wrestling fan and I was in the business to some degree, but I don't have any great allegiance to whatever promotion I might have worked for. Right, Uh, and I'm not trying to get a job anywhere. Yeah, and I'm not looking to, yeah, I'm not looking to try to get somebody's attention and hire me because I'm fucking booking genius or creative genius or any of this stuff. I just have an opinion and this is what it is and it's not necessarily going to be um, what are the words? Then the mainstream opinion. Right. You're, right? you're, you're actually reading my mind. And that's, that's, but that goes for a lot of podcasts, you know, particularly in the sports area where it's kind of a rehash of the same old shit. It's just some other guy talking. Well, you know, unless you're a fucking seriously hardcore fan, you can't really get invested in it. You know, I mean, I I think there's definitely a a market for, okay, you know, I'm not a huge wrestling fan. I'm not deeply steeped in the fucking knowledge of the business and kayfabe and shooting and all this stuff. But I kind of like to watch wrestling. So what was going on there with that dude? What was that all about? What did you think about that? Okay, and here's a guy who's sounds like he knows what the fuck he's talking about. But he ain't gonna crucify me for, you know, you know like, I mean, nothing drives me crazier. Like when I listen to Cornette show, and the first thing out of his mouth is, "Okay, well, if you like this shit, fuck off, and I don't want you listening to my show." What now? Yeah. <laughs> that seems okay. kind of backwards. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking turn. Yeah, that, that's exactly what. Which granted. Yeah, I'll turn you off because I don't see any point in that. No, I'm, I'm sure you will do. You will do as well as you want to do in that endeavor. I would suspect. Um, you're, you're a good storyteller and all that kind of stuff, and uh, you got the voice for it. So that is always helpful. So I'm sure you'll be fine. And as far as the wide man shit goes, well, we, I mean, we always maintained that that was always going to be as much. You know, people would have as much to do with it as they wanted to have to do with it, or could have to do with it. Because, I mean, who knows? I mean, Nate's going to have it, you know, at some point he's going to finish school and all that, and he's going to have a different job, and who, who the hell knows what that's going to bring? I mean, nobody knows, right? I mean, in the, at the, when it started, yeah. it was, it worked, and in a sense of timing and all that kind of stuff for everybody, and then shit changed, and, you know, people were having kids, and getting in relationships, <laughs> and moving, and, no, but I mean, that's part of life, man. I mean, that shit happens whether, I mean, you can't plan for that stuff. 
It just kind of happens. Right. And you got to, you know, I mean, I've known and, you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit in the last four minutes of the show, but, I mean, no one here has ever given a rat's ass one way or the other. Um, if people couldn't make it or were busy or whatever, it was always just about kind of, you know, guys who got along kind of shooting the shit for a couple hours about something that they all kind of liked. And that was really the right. point of it. And that's, and that's really only the point of it now. It's not like anybody's, I mean, to be honest, I mean, do we make some money at doing it? Yeah, we do. But it's not so much money that anybody's fight over it or demand their peace and all this kind of stuff. Nobody cares. I mean, we always have maintained that when you had time to do it, you would, and when you didn't, you didn't. And, it, and that was the end of it. I mean, it never, it's never been any more discussion about it than that. Even today, when you, you know, you made your comment there online, and well, all right, I'm, I'm good with that. What, what do I care? I mean, and I don't mean I that don't. in that sense. I don't mean in that sense. I mean more in the, in the sense, well, fuck you, free white over twenty one, you do whatever you fuck you want. That's what you need yeah. to do or want, want to do to make you know if that works for you, good. And if you got time to pre-tape for the show or it can be on every once in a while or we can do this every once in a while, well, wonderful. I'm glad you're, you're in a slightly better spot than you were before and we won't get into those stories, but uh, it's all good, man. I mean, I always made Yeah, right now. Know, yeah, we were always uh-huh. friends because we were actually friends. It wasn't. Right. It wasn't. It wasn't the podcast. It was because we were actually got along. Not none of that's changed. So why would why would it now? It won't. And uh, no, it's I all mean, good on my end. Obviously, I'll. Uh, and this isn't just gratuitous. Obviously. If if my mind and my uh, vision board, so to speak, uh, comes to fruition, you know, there'll be a show one night when I'm tired or one night where I'm uh, wanting to talk about, this reminds me of fucking uh, Calgary. I say, Tim, you mind coming on tonight? Uh, Nate, do you mind coming on tonight? You know what I mean? It's a... Uh, I just want to be clear, you know, I'm, I want my own voice to be heard, but uh, I'm not going to be like a, a weirdo. Yeah, that's not, <laughs> that's not, yeah, that's not from an ego place, though. That's totally different because I just want to talk about something that I I know the other two don't really, it's not that they don't want to talk about it, but I want to be able to, fuck, I hate when that voice comes in my ear. I want to be able to talk about and I want to rip and do whatever I want to be able to say whatever I say, and the only heat that's going to come up from that is going to come up. Right. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Yeah, I got no. Perfect. Yeah. I got, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I got no issue with that. Although I didn't have any issue with it anyway. Said you. You've been my friend for a lot of years, and it had nothing to do with podcasting or dollars and cents or t-shirts or any of that shit. We were act, or at least from my side, we were always friends because we actually got along, and that's. That hasn't changed, so and nor will it. So, all the power to you, my friend. Yeah, we're gonna take this shit over. The murder hornets are gonna kill all the bad people. The fucking, the, fuck, the fucking murder hornets that we can't call Asian hornets because it's racist. Fuck. Right. Unbelievable. And on that note, 
that's it for Tim and Tom. Uh, there'll be another one. Don't ask me when, because we don't know, but it'll happen. Uh, yep. Everybody stay safe out there and uh, have a good morning and, uh, and a good weekend. Take us home, Tom. Thanks. Hey. Hey. We're out of here.